Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We just bless the Lord, our God, and we're thankful for another opportunity to be in his presence here on Fresh Manor Broadcast for God's Church International. I am Pastor Adrian Rumpf, and I'm excited about God, and I'm excited about all that he's doing. We're here for another time in him. We're here for another time of um our time of sermonic theme, we're back on our Sundays like God had purpose, and I'm excited uh, to be able to bring the word to you on this evening. You know, God is so good, and 
He gives us opportunity after opportunity when we miss the mark to get it right. And he is grace abounds much. His grace is more than sufficient. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful to serve a God who is merciful, who is kind, who is loving, who is patient with with me, and um, who also, though, can avenge me, can go before me, and can uh, create a protective boundary and can cause my enemies not to come against me, to eat up my flesh, and to cause me to be successful and victorious. I don't know about you. I, I, I'm just I'm feeling so uh, so much gratitude to the God that I serve here. As this end of this year is coming to a close, and I am just reflecting on all of the things that have happened this year in my life. Some so some good, some not so good. You know, some I wish I could not didn't have to go through, and some I wish I could do over. But I, I just thank God for his love, and I thank him for his, him being my God and for him showing me my, his character, but also showing me my character, which in a lot of ways was, not the, was in the category of not so good because we can always grow and we can always change. And in his reflective light, I was shown things in me that needed to be dealt with, and I was even shown things in others that were in my closest circle that needed to be dealt with. And maybe some of the outcomes weren't what others would want, but I just bless God that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the things that he has asked me to do, I've tried to do to the best of my ability. What I've learned also over this year, hallelujah, is that we must please God. At all costs, we must be obedient to our Father. We must do what he has set forth for us to do. And it doesn't matter who is around you. It doesn't matter who's telling you no, who's telling you don't do it. You've got to do what God says. On tonight, I just bless God for the word that is going to come forth. We're going to be coming out of 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 18. And I'm going to be beginning at verse 5, and we'll go down to the 14th verse. I want to share this passage with you because it's something that has been weighing heavy on my heart, and it's things that I have been seeing in the body of Christ and through people that I believe love the Lord and I believe are out here to do a work of the Lord, but it seems to be an issue, hallelujah, within the body of Christ. Um, Before we go into that particular passage reading, this is also our time of Holy Communion, And so as we come together on today, we want to make sure we have our holy sacraments ready. We want the blood, something that represents the blood of Jesus Christ, and something that represents his body. Amen. So to God be the glory. As you're making ready, please have your word ready. Hallelujah. And I just thank you for joining me on Fresh Manna uh, for God's Church International. God has just been doing something so marvelous. We're going to begin reading now at First Samuel chapter 18, verse 5. So David went out wherever Saul sent him and behaved wisely. And Saul sent him over the men of war, and he was accepted in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. Now it had happened as they were coming home when David was returning from the slaughter of the Philistines 
that the women had come out of all the cities of Israel, singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tambourines, with joy, and with musical instruments. So the women sang as they danced and said, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands. Then Saul was very angry, and the say and and the saying displeased him. And he said, They have ascribed to David ten thousands, and to me they have ascribed only thousands. Now what more can he have but the kingdom? So Saul eyed David from that day forward. And it happened on the next day that the distressing spirit from God came upon Saul, and he prophesied inside the house. So David played music with his hand as at other times. But there was a spear in Saul's hand, and Saul cast the spear, for he said, I will pin David to the wall. But David escaped his presence twice. Now Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with him, but had departed from Saul. Therefore Saul removed him from his presence and made him his captain over a thousand. And he went out and came in before the people. And David behaved wisely in all his ways, and the Lord was with him. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we bless you for this time together. And God, we thank you that your word will go forth. And God, we thank you that you are not a man that you should lie, neither are you the son of man that you would have to repent. God, that we believe that you said it, it shall come to pass. And Father God, we ask for you to just help us to walk in the right way, hallelujah, to do the right thing, hallelujah, in the right time, hallelujah, for the right people. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, today, today I just want to uh, lift, uh, lift this subject in your hearing, hallelujah, that, uh, com- that we need not heed uh, the comparison of the people. We need not heed the comparison of the people. And I know you might say, well, what are you talking about, preacher? But what I'm talking about is that when we begin to look to the left or to the right, and when I say look, that means with our eyes and that's also with our ears. Hallelujah. We, I don't know about you, but I can look back over my life and I can see situations that people's mouths, other people's mouths have got me into. I can see that some people have talked me into things, hallelujah, that I was not anointed to do. Some people have talked me out of things that God has purposed for my life. Some people have set me up to be the scapegoat, have set me up to be the bullseye, to be the subject of criticism or subject of being torn down. Some people have used me, hallelujah, as a sacrificial lamb. I don't know about you, but in your life, I'm sure you can look back at some things and you realize, hallelujah, that sometimes you were the butt end of the joke, hallelujah. Sometimes you were the one, hallelujah, that, that somebody was trying to set up for failure. Hallelujah, I don't mean to bring gloom and doom, but I do want to bring the truth on tonight. Hallelujah, that that spirit of comparison can be your downfall. When you begin to look to the left or to the right, and you know you've been struggling, you know you've been faithful, hallelujah, you know that there have been prayers that seemingly have been unanswered. There have been some things, there have been some circumstances, there have been some situations in your life that you're just trusting God for. And you're, you're walking by faith but not by, and not by sight. 
But even in that instance, when you look around, others that you know have dirty hands and unclean hearts seemingly are being blessed. I'm just talking about those, hallelujah, that when we look around and we begin to compare ourselves even to the ungodly, we begin to look at those, hallelujah, that we know, hallelujah, have other motives and have other ways and means, God, that they're getting to things, glory be to God, that they should not be doing, they should not be successful. But I dare say in this time and in this season, God, hallelujah, is about to rip the covers back. He's about to take the limits off. He's about to show you, man or woman of God, if you've been faithful, you've been serving, you've been praying, you've been fasting, you've been sticking with God, you've been obedient to his call, you've been obedient to his call. Maybe you're a worshiper and you just worship God and you have an intimate relationship with God and you're just waiting for God to talk to you in your meadow of life, in your pasture of life while you're out there tending to the sheep. You're just waiting for his word to come forth so that you can do exactly what it said because you love the Lord and you heard his call and you going forth. As he said, maybe you just love God so much that even in this willy-nilly, all crazy lifestyle that you have been just waiting for him to give you directives and you go in it without questioning Maybe your heart has been set to faithful and that you realize that you can't make it without him, that your faith has to rise up over fear. Your faith has to rise up over their faces. Your faith has to rise up, hallelujah, over the things that the enemy will cause you to falter in. Now, I dare say tonight, hallelujah, that there have been times in my life when I have fallen. There has been times in my life when I made mistakes. Nobody is perfect. The word of God tells us, hallelujah, that we all are sinners. We we came into this world. We all had brokenness. We all had sin. Hallelujah. We're all stained. We're all filthy rags. Glory be to God. Even that cute little baby. Oh, yes, I'm talking about the cute little baby. We all are sinners until we can be saved by grace. And and what I just want to encourage you in on tonight, hallelujah, is that even in the story that we are talking about on tonight, and when we see our dear brother Saul, Saul, the, the people king, the one that uh, the, they had gone to God and said, God, we need a king. We need a king. We need somebody in flesh and blood, somebody we can go talk to, somebody, hallelujah, that we can set on a throne, that we can be put on a pedestal, somebody that we can begin to idolize. You somebody need to hear me right now. Hallelujah. Saul was goodly. He was handsome. He was high, tall in stature. Saul was a very handsome man, hallelujah. But glory be to God, just like anybody and anything, we can look upon it with our eyes, and it looks good from the outside, but we don't know the turmoil. We don't know the brokenness. We don't know the low self-esteem that might be brewing on the inside. I, I know some people like that. I've been in some situations like that. I can talk about myself. Hallelujah. Over the years, there have been many compliments. There have been many things that people have said. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're that. Hallelujah. But I knew down on the inside that I was broken. Hallelujah. I was an individual that was towed up from the floor up. And I can, I can align myself with our dear brother Saul because he was chosen by the people. Have you ever been chosen by the people even when you didn't even feel like you were worthy? Have you ever been put in a situation or in a place where you've been given responsibilities that others would be so jealous to have and you go forth in that thing and you do, hallelujah, what God has called you to do and, and, and you believe that you're doing it to the best of your ability but you still feel inadequate. You still feel like you may not be hitting the mark. You still feel like there might be something else, 
hallelujah, that you should be doing it. Maybe you don't feel right on the inside. Maybe you feel out of sync. Maybe because man put you there and not God. Hallelujah. I'm just telling you, my brothers and sisters, it's a time for reflection. It's a time for us to to be able to look on what God has called us to and what he's desiring of us and seeing if our lives really align with this will for our lives. We can't be going around getting things and doing things and trying to make things happen because we want it to happen in a time and in a season. But are we hearing God? Are we believing God? Are we doing what God has told us to do? Well, I dare say, as I said, our, our dear brother Saul was the, the, was the people's king. He was the people's king. And we already know the story that God anointed David to be king. God, David was God's man. David was a man after God's own heart. Even as a young boy, David had a relationship with God that was a powerful one. David had a relationship that was so powerful with God, hallelujah, that he was out there tending the sheep, and God picked him over all of his goodly, handsome, hallelujah, tall and stature brothers. They were not called to be king. And as we see as our text unfolds, we see, however, hallelujah, that David was wise. He was wise because he followed the leading of the Lord. He followed what God had told him to say. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I love it. I love it that, that it says that um, wherever Saul sent David, he behaved wisely. And when Saul even sent him over the, the men of war, knowing, however, that David had been successful over Goliath because David knew who sent him. David knew who gave him strength. And we see here in our text that Saul said, well, okay, I'm going to use that to my advantage because, you know, I'm probably not the best swordsman. I'm probably not the best one to come up with strategic plans to defeat the enemy. I'm probably not the best one for that. Again, we see that Saul probably was not confident in who he was. But when we hear that the people began to add insult to injury. The, the women began to sing a song, hallelujah, that let Saul know that right away that they didn't hold him in high esteem, that they were looking to the next king, that they realized that David had something that Saul did not. And I dare say that it was a close relationship with Father God. So I'm just encouraging you, my brothers and sisters, when you look to the left and when you look to the right, when you take your eyes off that hill, when we come with your help and you begin to feel less than, you, you begin to feel like you might not be able to make it. I'm just telling you, I'm warning you, hallelujah, not to do that. I'm warning you not to, um, not to um, put yourself lower than somebody else. I'm warning you, hallelujah, because what God has for you is for you. And his time and his seasons are his times and his seasons for your life. If Saul had a season and Saul's season was about to be over. Saul raged on the inside. He raged because he felt the comparison. He knew that the the next obvious step was that the people would be calling on David to be king. I don't know about you. Have you ever caught yourself in this type of situation where you realize your inadequacies in a moment? You realize that you really are not the anointed one for a position, for a title, but yet still you're continuing to go in it. You're continuing to hold on to it. You're continuing to save face and try to keep your pride intact instead of being honest and stepping back and doing the humility, having humility ruling your life. But instead, you're going forward and you're faking the fun and you're trying to act like everything is all right deep down on the inside instead of you coming before the Lord 
and asking him to forgive you for your prideful issue. Instead of going before the Lord and asking him to make you over, instead of going before the Lord and saying, God, where should I be? Where should I use my gifts? Where should my talents flourish? God, who have you called me to? Instead of being a title wearer and wanting to go after titles, wanting to go after being in the company of great men and women, wanting to go after that thing that you've seen that has beguiled you, that thing that you have seen that has caused you to hunger and thirst after what man has and not what God has called you for. You know, that's a sermon for another day right there. But we see even in our text, hallelujah, our dear brother David, just kept doing what he knew to do because he knew where his strength came from. He knew that Saul really couldn't put him in hell or heaven. Uh, yeah, I had an old pastor that would say that. Hallelujah. He understood that his strength came from God. Hallelujah. But Saul began to wax uh, cold against David. He began to feel the strength in his spirit because Father God allowed it. Father God allowed it because they, uh, Saul was not his man. David was. David had the heart of God, and David understood what it was and what it took, amen, to be able to do the work of our God. So from that time forward, Saul began to look at David in a different way. He sought to kill David. Yes, he did. He planned to kill David. He wanted to take David out. Have you ever met people who who were so desperate to keep their position or to keep a title or to be known as great in man's eyes that they would do anything, that they would steal money, that they would throw somebody under the bus, that they would put lies out about somebody to cause it downfall? Have you ever noticed that people will do that? They're desperate, hallelujah, to be known as great. They're desperate to have a title. They're desperate, hallelujah, to be known as the best. Hallelujah, instead of waiting for God to anoint them, for God to appoint them, they're going forward and making themselves self-proclaim this and self-proclaim that and calling upon this and calling upon that. Hallelujah, try to get people, hallelujah, to look at them in the way in which they desire to be looked at. Instead of allowing the Lord God to make them over from the bottom up to mold them and shape them, to call them and send them, to give them what's necessary for the people. I'm telling you, I don't want to be a self-made woman. I don't want you to be a self-made man, but what I want you to be is who God calls you to be. Glory be to God, what God has desired for you to be in this time and this season. We see that even in the end, Saul became afraid of David. He He became afraid of David. Hallelujah. He became afraid of David. Hallelujah. Because at that point in time, it was quite obvious that the spirit of the Lord had left Saul. You know, when you go after something on your own and in your own strength, hallelujah, you got to understand that it's going to take more than your own strength to keep you in that position. When you say that you're called of the Lord, when you say you're a minister, when you say God has called you as a prophet, an apostle, any of the fivefold, and you're going forth and trying to get notoriety and fame all by yourself, hallelujah, I'm just letting you know you might get there, my brother and my sister, but you ain't going to be able to stay there unless the Lord God has checked off on it. Hallelujah. And we see even in this case that the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, but the spirit of the Lord was with David. Hallelujah. Can you hear me one more time? The underdog was anointed to be appointed for a time and a season. Hallelujah. Saul's season was over. Saul's lying and cheating and deceiving was over. 
Saul's cunning heart was over. His murderous spirit was about to be over. Glory be to God. Saul was, was beginning a downward spiral because of envy, because of jealousy, because of, of having hatred in his heart toward David. Uh, you may not know anybody like that. It may not be obvious to you yet, but I'm just going to let you know, my brothers and my sisters, when you seek to do the will of the Lord, when you seek to be in the will of God, when you seek to be one that is called of him, that you're ready to lay aside everything and be called of him, let me just let you know there's some souls that are waiting to take you down. There's some souls that are waiting to take you out. Hallelujah. There's a spirit of comparison that is waiting to cut you off at the knees, that is waiting to shut your mouth so that you cannot tell what does say the Lord. There's a spirit of comparison. Hallelujah. That's waiting to set you up, to dig a pit for you, to put you in the fire. There's a spirit of comparison. My brothers and my sisters, that desires, hallelujah, to ruin your reputation, to call you everything but a child of God. There's a spirit of comparison, my friend. Hallelujah, that's, that's praying against you. Hallelujah, that's setting you up in the eyes of your enemies. I'm telling you, they're even willing to join with your enemies or to come up with a plan against you. Ah, the spirit of comparison is quite deadly. So you say, preacher, now what, what must we do? How can we avoid this spirit of comparison? It got Saul in a tizzy. It took Saul out of his anointing. It took the anointing from Saul. It took Saul out of the throne. It got Saul, uh, hallelujah, in a world of trouble. How can we, hallelujah, preacher, how can we not end up like Saul? Well, let me just tell you, my brother and my sister, hallelujah, there are several things you must do. You must have a repentant heart. You must be able to go before Father God in humility and say, Father God, show me myself. Father God, I lay before you. God, anything that's in me that should be, take it out, Lord. Hallelujah. And sanctify me. Consecrate me, God. Make me holy. Oh, God, I want to be your man. I want to be your woman. Oh, God, I don't care about the fame. I don't care about the fortune. Oh, God, if my motives are misdirected, if they're misguided, God, steer me on the right path. I want to be on the path that you design for righteousness' sake. Oh, God, forgive me of everything I've held in my heart as I've compared myself against my brother and my sister. That's the first thing. You must repent. Second, you must go to God and say, Father God, what is it that you desire for me to do? Father God, let me not miss one jot, neither one tittle. Oh, God, let me be able to set myself up. Oh, God, to be a winner in you. Father God, it may mean that I'm the one that cleans the church. It may mean the one that I'm that cleans the toilet. It might be the one that I'm sweeping the floor. But, God, I want to be what you call me to be. Because, God, I know your anointing is waiting there for me. A title doesn't mean anointing. But, God, your hand upon my life means that I'm anointed. Oh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, what is it, oh, God, that you desire of me to do? Repentant heart, orders from God. Thirdly, do what he says and do it quickly. Do it in obedience. Do it in reverence. Do it with gratitude. Whatever Father God calls you to do, oh, be glad about it. 
Oh, be a cheerful giver. Hallelujah. Be a cheerful whatever God has called you to be. Hallelujah. Keep your eyes and your ears open and do what he says quickly. Hallelujah. And the fourth thing that you must do, hallelujah, is give praise, honor, and glory to God for every victory, for everything you come through, for everything you overcome. Turn it all back to God. You don't deserve any honor and praise. He desired to use you. He desired to call you. He desired to send you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about fake humility, but I'm talking about having a heart of, two, a heart and a, of gratitude and a heart of love towards Father God. I'm telling you, my brothers and my sisters, if you do as this word has told you to do, if you can compare yourself to Saul in this text, if you don't want to end up like our brother Saul, but you want to be raised up in God and you want to be anointed by God, you want to be appointed by God, you want to be called by God, you want to be sent by God, you want to be loved on, hallelujah, and called a woman or a man after God's own heart by God then we must do the opposite of what Saul has said in this text. There may be one that's listening on tonight. Maybe you have been having malice in your heart. Maybe when you hear the name of one, you, you get upset. You get, you get seething with jealousy and envy, and your, your heart is broken that God has decided to use somebody else other than you. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're on this line and you have never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Well, this is the day, hallelujah, that God wants to call you up. Hallelujah. He wants your name to be on the roll. He wants to take every indiscretion, every transgression, every iniquity in your heart. Hallelujah. And he wants to change it. Hallelujah. He wants to save you. He wants to watch you white as snow. Hallelujah. Will you pray this prayer with me today? Father God, I thank you. I'm a sinner. I'm broken, and I repent of every sin. Father God, I give my life to you. I believe Jesus is your son. He came, he died, he rose, and now he's sitting at your right hand. I receive Jesus as my Lord master, and I'm saved. Father, help me not to yield to the spirit of comparison. I only want to yield to your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us make ready for our time of holy communion. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray a prayer. Father God, I thank you and I praise you, God, for this opportunity to come and to partake of Jesus' holy sacrament. Father God, you said in your word to do this in remembrance of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Father God, I ask that you would Cleanse us, God, that anything in our heart, anything in our mind, anything that we've been doing, God, that is not holy, that is not righteous, that is not sanctified. Father God, we ask you to forgive us right now. Cleanse us of all unrighteousness, Father God. Father God, I can't make anyone worthy, but God, you can. Cleanse us, Father God. Let our hearts and our minds be settled and set, oh God, toward 
to toward the, the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. Father God, we turn away from anything that separates us in this time and this season. Now, Father God, we just bless you for what you're about to do, and we bless these holy sacraments. Father God, we take partake of them, Father God, with our hearts and minds set toward the fact, God, that this has been done on our behalf. Lord, we love you, we honor you, and we give you the praise in Jesus' name. Hallelujah and amen. Well, on that, that night, hallelujah, Jesus was teaching his disciples, hallelujah, about what was about to happen. He had already shared with them that he would have to go through some things. And so on that night, as the Last Supper was being served, he told them that the bread symbolized his body that was broken for us. And the wine symbolized his blood that would be shed for us. Now, take the bread. This is the body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now take and eat. Now take the wine. This symbolizes the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now take and drink. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you and we praise you, God, for this time with you, God, and we thank you and we praise you, God, that we can partake of this solemn and somber uh, service, God to commemorate the huge sacrifice that Jesus made on our behalf. Father God, we thank you for its keeping power. The blood of Jesus Christ is applied to each one of our lives. God, we thank you for the new souls. God, we thank you for those that have turned their hearts to you, God, that you would examine them, and God, that you would help them to be strengthened and you would help them to go forward. Father God, we love you, we honor you, and we give you all the praise. And we thank you in advance for what you're about to do in these coming weeks. In Jesus' name, amen. We're so glad that you joined us on tonight. God is awesome in all of his ways, and we want to encourage you to join us, hallelujah, every Wednesday for the month of December as we will be continuing in our fasting from Tuesday for Wednesday, 12 midnight to 12 noon on Wednesdays. We are fasting, nothing to eat or drink unless you have a medical issue. We, are, we can just partake of water. Glory be to God, until 12 noon. And we're using this time of fasting as a time of examination, a time to lay before the Lord, a time to have our spirits open, uh, to give everything we need to over to the Lord. So as we go over into 2016, that we won't be carrying baggage. We want to ask for forgiveness. We want to release some things. We want to release some people. And we want to be able to go forth, hallelujah, free as a bird in 2016. Hallelujah. We just praise God for you joining with us, and we just thank God for the theme for this month is taking the limits off, and we are thankful to God that he is doing just that. Every shackle, every yoke, every chain, every burden, we've been giving it over to him. We love you so much, and we love you with the love of Jesus Christ. And until next week at the same time, we just bless God for you. Remember this, it's not about you, it's not about me, but it's all about him. Until next week, God bless.